Recorded live. Gil's quick wit was the stuff of legend. The right crack at the right time, Gil had it. He was funny. No, he was hilarious. People shook their heads, amused and amazed. One day, Gil tossed off a put-down about a co-worker's looks. Predictably, it got great laughs from people nearby. But Gil's words continued to fly through the office at the speed of sound. Soon, the object of the laughter came to Gil. You talk a lot about your faith, she said, but I hear who you are. This is Howard Butt, Jr. of Laity Lodge. Co-workers may never know what we believe, but there's no doubt about what we say and do in the high calling of our daily work. For more information, visit OurDailyWork.org. This is Ann Graham Lotz with Daily Light for Daily Living. All around us are broken homes, broken hearts, broken hopes. But God never intended us to be broken. He didn't just create us, plop us down on planet Earth and say, Happy Birthday, now you can guess your way through life. God as our creator has specific directions for our lives. Psalm 119.2 says, Blessed are those who keep his testimonies, who seek him with a whole heart. If we live according to his directions, our lives work. We're blessed, and we experience life the way it was meant to be lived. If we ignore or reject his directions, we do so to our own detriment and experience much less than he intended. His directions form a pattern that prevents breakage of our lives to help mend the brokenness already present. Listen to me. Trust in his word then follow his direction. Your life will work. This is Ann Graham Lotz. Our church is legally required to give a receipt for online donations. On behalf of the Christian Law Association, that's attorney David Gibbs, Jr., and this is the Legal Alert. A church had a radio ministry and would make the broadcasts available online. When updating their website, they considered adding a tab that would allow people to make an optional donation for the broadcast, but they were not sure what was legally necessary. A Christian Law Association attorney explained that the church is not legally required to give a receipt for donations, but most do as a courtesy to the contributors. The church is required to keep a record of all contributions, including online donations. The attorney suggested that an electronic receipt be given to the donor at the time of any online donation. Maybe you're facing a legal issue similar to today's report on the legal alert, and maybe you wish you had a legal team to assist you. You do. The Christian Law Association is standing by with free legal support. Visit ChristianLaw.org to link up with us. That's ChristianLaw.org. Or call us toll-free at 888-252-1969. This is The Man in the Mirror with best-selling author Patrick Morley. Men, repentance works best as a lifestyle. For example, I have hoped and prayed for my new book, Man Alive, to be successful. I know I want success for the right reason, to help men understand and meet their primal needs. But every few days, my sinful nature will pop an idea into my head, like enhancing my reputation or making big bucks. Both of these motives can be good, 
but not when we want them because of worldly ambition. So, what does a lifestyle of repentance look like? Whenever I become aware that my motives have gone rogue, even for something good, I stop, change my mind, and ask God to renew me. Why not give it a try? Get a free article by Patrick Morley about lifestyle repentance, along with other resources for spiritual growth, including the free app from Go Tandem that helps you stay in the Word of God each day. Go to mimradio.org. You are listening to Quiet Storm Inspirations with Minister Kenneth Jenkins. You're listening to the Jam Radio Network with Minister Kenneth Jenkins. And good evening. I hope you're enjoying your weekend. You're listening to Quiet Storm Inspirations here on TalkShoe and Jam Radio. I've heard so many nights. Oh, oh, oh. I cried so many hours. Trying to make it right. Yeah, I'm trying to make it right. But just didn't have the power. Ignore all my tears. It hurt me so bad. You wanted them to disappear. I tried to let it go, but I guess you just. I don't want to know. 
I felt like I was going to die. But, but I kept on moving. I kept on hoping. I kept on believing. And now I can tell you that I'm over. Anybody here? Say I'm over. I'm over now. I can't explain it. But right now, I'm over. I'm over right now. One moment I just broke free and the chains they just dropped off of me. People can talk about me as much as they please, but I'm all grown up now. I said I'm all grown up now and I've got the victory because I'm all
about um, the generations and this day we want to make it a better place for our children and our children's children so that they they they, they know it's a better world for them and think they can make it a better place. There's a place in your heart and I know that it is love.
Hi, this is Donnie McClickin, and I've got a personal note that I'd really like to drop in your spirit today. I want you to understand the blessings of God and how they're supposed to enhance our lives. Blessings are not always financial, but the Bible says in Proverbs 10 and 22, it says, The blessings of God makes us rich and adds no sorrow. This richness that it's speaking of deals with our lives being full, our lives being complete, our joy being prevalent and noticeable, us being seen as someone who profits in God. The richness of God deals with a soul that is healed, a spirit that is in touch with Jesus. Our lives being rich is having our family whole, as having our friends close, and even our enemies reconciled. Blessings of God makes us rich and will take your sorrows away. This is The Man in the Mirror with best-selling author Patrick Morley. Men, repentance works best as a lifestyle. For example, I've hoped and prayed for my new book, Man Alive, to be successful. I know I want success for the right reason, to help men understand and meet their primal needs. But every few days, my sinful nature will pop an idea into my head, like enhancing my reputation or making big bucks. Both of these motives can be good, but not when we want them because of worldly ambition. So, what does a lifestyle of repentance look like? Whenever I become aware that my motives have gone rogue, even for something good, I stop, change my mind, and ask God to renew me. Why not give it a try? Get a free article by Patrick Morley about lifestyle repentance, along with other resources for spiritual growth, including the free app from GoTandem that helps you stay in the Word of God each day. Go to mimradio.org. Noah's Ark, it's a picture of salvation. Answers with Ken Ham, whose ministry is building a full-size Noah's Ark south of Cincinnati, Ohio. Have you ever thought about the fact that Noah's Ark is actually a picture of Jesus Christ? Let me explain. The Bible tells us that Noah was a preacher of righteousness. Now, I believe he would have actually stood at the door of the ark and preached a message, perhaps something like this. There's a flood coming. God's going to judge this world. Believe God's warning and come on board. There's plenty of room for you. Obey God and be saved from the judgment to come. You know, sadly, only Noah's family went on board. Now, here's how Noah's ark is a picture of salvation in Christ. Think about it. When Jesus was on earth as a man, he said, I am the door. By me, if any man enters in, they will be saved. You see, Jesus is our ark of salvation. And just as in Noah's day, God's word warns us a judgment is coming, we need to go through a doorway to be saved. Are you in the ark of salvation? One of our more popular resources is a 95-page pocket guide on Noah's Ark. We'll send you a copy for a donation of any size. As we close out the broadcast week, call us toll-free at 1-888-89-ANSWERS and we'll mail you the guide for your donation of any amount. 24 hours a day, call us at 1-888-89-ANSWERS or get this pocket guide on the Ark by going through our website of AnswersOffer.org. What tool does a vulture use to open an egg? The answer next on today's Creation Moment. And now, here's our Creation Moment host, Ian Taylor. School textbooks continue to claim that man is the only animal to use tools. Of course, 
speaking this way not only identifies man as merely another animal, but completely ignores the fact that man was made in the image of God and thus has moral responsibilities. However, man the tool user argument supporting evolution has been quietly shot down as science continues to discover a growing number of animal tool users. One of the latest creatures to be added to the list is the Egyptian vulture. About the size of a raven, the Egyptian vulture loves to eat the eggs of other birds. However, to get at the contents of the egg, the bird searches for a suitable stone to drop on the egg and break it open. While these stones are usually just large enough to do the job, the vultures have been recorded dropping stones that weigh over a pound. They hit their target about 50% of the time. The fact that there are animals that use tools shows that this evolutionary definition of man totally fails to describe what we really are. Tool using is not some evolutionary development. According to the Bible, when Adam and Eve were sent out of the Garden of Eden, they were given the task of tilling the ground, showing that man was a tool user from the very beginning. For more information, visit us online at creationmoments.com. You'll find both written and audio transcripts, creation-focused articles and Bible studies, and many other resources, all at creationmoments.com. Or call us toll-free at 1-800-42-BIBLE. And be sure to join us next time for another Creation Moment, proclaiming evidence of God's truth. Hi, this is Donnie McClickin, and I've got a personal note that I'd really like to drop in your spirit today. I want you to understand the blessings of God and how they're supposed to enhance our lives. Blessings are not always financial. But the Bible says in Proverbs 10 and 22, it says, The blessings of God makes us rich and adds no sorrow. This richness that it's speaking of deals with our lives being full, our lives being complete, our joy being prevalent and noticeable, us being seen as someone who profits in God. The richness of God deals with a soul that is healed, a spirit that is in touch with Jesus. Our lives being rich is having our family whole, as having our friends close, and even our enemies reconciled. The blessings of God makes us rich and will take your sorrows away. This is the smoothest sounds on the net. Quiet storm. Inspiration. Darkness. 
even turn on the phone without being reminded of the lie that I am alone and broken I can't always talk to my friends because they've got expectations push up, push up, push up
You're listening to the Jam Radio Network with Minister Kenneth Jenkins. Everybody needs somebody. Wherever you are, I hope you're where you want to be with the ones you want to be with. Still, you know, most of us will drift and roam, searching for our little place in the world. The more we search, the more we'll surely know that we can only belong in one place. We can only be happy when we're in that place with those we love and with those who love us. If you're searching, if you're walking alone, and if you're lonely, there's somebody that'll walk along with you. Oh, <laughs> 
Leon Sheffield, Leon Richard Sheffield, I shall wear a crown. Want to remind you that tomorrow we'll be on at 5 a.m. 5 a.m. tomorrow morning. Morning inspirations here on Talk You and Jim Radio. This is Quiet Storm.
Hi, this is Donnie McClickin, and I've got a personal note that I'd really like to drop in your spirit today. I want you to understand the blessings of God and how they're supposed to enhance our lives. Blessings are not always financial, but the Bible says in Proverbs 10 and 22, it says, The blessings of God makes us rich and adds no sorrow. This richness that it's speaking of deals with our lives being full, our lives being complete, our joy being prevalent and noticeable, us being seen as someone who profits in God. The richness of God deals with a soul that is healed, a spirit that is in touch with Jesus. Our lives being rich is having our family whole, as having our friends close, and even our enemies reconciled. Blessings of God makes us rich and will take your sorrows away. Looking for a lift? Experience a seed from the sower with Michael Guido of Metter, Georgia. One night I saw an old friend who was so lit up that I could read by him. He was staggering from car to car and I asked, are you lost? No, he mumbled, but my car is... There are many like him who are lost, and they won't admit it. If you have wandered away from the Lord, you're lost. But you don't have to find him. He has come to find you. You're no further than one step from him. That one step is turning around. When you turn around, you find yourself in the arms of Christ, who loves you and longs to save you. Turn around now. For your free copy of Dr. Guido's daily devotional, Seeds from the Sower, write The Sower, Metter, Georgia, 30439. Visit us on the web at thesower.com. The following is a presentation of God Questions Ministries. What signs indicate that the end times are approaching? Matthew 24, verses 5 through 8 gives us some important clues so we can discern the approach of the end times. For many will come in my name, claiming, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. An increase in false messiahs, an increase in warfare, and increases in famines, plagues, and natural disasters. These are signs of the end times. In this passage, though, we are given a warning. We are not to be deceived, because these events are only the beginning of birth pains. The end is still to come. Some interpreters point to every earthquake, every political upheaval, and every attack on Israel as a sure sign that the end times are rapidly approaching. While the events may signal the approach of the last days, they are not necessarily indicators that the end times have arrived. The Apostle Paul warned that the last days would bring a marked increase in false teaching. The Spirit clearly says that in later times, some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. 1 Timothy 4 verse 1. The last days are described as perilous times because of the increasingly evil character of man and people who actively resist the truth. 2 Timothy 3 verses 1 through 9. Other possible signs would include a rebuilding of the Jewish temple in Jerusalem, increased hostility towards Israel, and advances toward a one-world government. The most prominent sign of the end times, however, is the nation of Israel. In 1948, Israel was recognized as a sovereign state, essentially for the first time since A.D. 70. 
God promised Abraham that his posterity would have Canaan as an everlasting possession, Genesis 17, verse 8. And Ezekiel prophesied a physical and spiritual resuscitation of Israel, Ezekiel chapter 37. Having Israel as a nation in its own land is important in light of end times prophecy because of Israel's prominence in eschatology, Daniel 10, verse 14. With these signs in mind, we can be wise and discerning in regard to the expectation of the end times. We should not, however, interpret any of these singular events as a clear indication of the soon arrival of the end times. God has given us enough information that we can be prepared, and that is what we are called to be. God Questions Ministry seeks to glorify the Lord Jesus Christ by providing biblical answers to today's questions. Online at gotquestions.org. Before me, but. 
Would you join with me, please, in prayer? Pray with me. Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. Jesus, thank you that you loved me enough that you became a man and died on a cross, paid the price for all the wrong things that I have done. I'm sorry for my sin. It's my sin that puts you on that cross. And I'm sorry. I don't want to live in rebellion to you anymore. I ask you to forgive me. And tonight I open my heart and I invite you into my life to be my Savior and my Lord. I believe, Jesus, you are the Son of God. I believe you died for me to pay the price for all the wrong things that I've committed against God and against man. I believe that on the third day, by the power of God, you were raised from the dead as living proof that my trust in you tonight is not in vain. I believe that as Christ was raised from the dead, so tonight, Almighty God, you are raising me from the dead, from the death of sin. You are giving me a new life, the life of Jesus Christ. Oh God, on my testimony and the belief in my heart and according to your word, at this moment, I believe I am saved. I am saved. I am saved. Oh, let me ask you, friends, in closing tonight, have you done this? Have you obeyed the gospel? Have you obeyed the gospel? Have you come to that obedience of faith? Have you come to that place of true repentance and true faith? Have you turned around? Have you forsaken your sin? Have you turned around? Have you forsaken your sin? And are you trusting alone tonight in Jesus Christ for your salvation? For there is no other way, there is no other message. For there is no other way, there is no other message. Oh, come to him, come to the Saviour tonight. Come to him just as you are. Come to him in your sin. Come to him in all your needs. And cast yourself upon his mercy and upon his infinite grace. And cast yourself upon his mercy and upon his infinite grace. Cast yourself wholly to him. You too will enter into that joy of sins forgiven, peace with God, and eternal, abundant life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. How can I say thank for the things you've done for me? Things so undeserved Yet you gave To prove your love to me The voices Of a million angels 
and ever hope to be.
Sam Radio Network with Minister Kenneth Jenkins.